You're listening to the Perfectly Imperfect Social Podcast, a podcast designed to help female entrepreneurs like you stand out authentically and genuinely on social media. I want to get you creating the social media content that may be imperfect for others, but it's right for you and your business. I'm your host, Kirsten Jordan. I'm a social media content strategist, and I'm excited you are here today. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Social Podcast. As always, I am so glad that you are here today and tuning in. Today's episode is a little bit different because I'm answering your questions. So last month, I started a new series on Instagram over at my Perfectly Imperfect Social account, and I asked my community to submit their most burning social media questions. And I thought you might like to hear the answers. This is going to be a monthly series. So if you have questions that you would like me to answer, head over to my Instagram account and let me know what they are. I can't wait to hear them. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. I hope you are doing well. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Kirsten, the owner of the Perfectly Imperfect Social. So I do all things social media strategy and management for female-led businesses in the Toronto area. And one of the things that I wanted to do beginning on a monthly basis is to answer some of the questions that I receive throughout the month from you. So I have received some questions and I'm going to go through the questions and answer them um, and let you know what I think about them. So the first question that I received this month is, okay, it's about hashtags. I don't understand the strategy of hashtags. I just pick ones I think fit. What am I missing? Oh, <laughs> hashtag. So there's been a lot of conversation, especially on Instagram at the moment, um, about hashtags. And so if you've been on social media for, for quite a while or using social media for quite a while, the initial thought around hashtags was that it was really going to help with your visibility and increase engagement. For those of you that follow Adam Masseri, there was a little bit of controversy a few weeks ago where basically said that hashtags don't really help with views. <laughs> um, so here's, here's my take on hashtags at the moment. Should you be using them and what should your hashtag strategy be? So I think we need to think about how people search for information. And so if you start to think about or shift your perspective around hashtags, about it being more about categorization. And if we really think about how we use Google, for example, like if you go to google.com and you type in a search term, you want the most relevant results to appear. And at the end of the day, hashtags are helping people find the information that is the most useful to them. And so really what we should be doing from a hashtag perspective these days is categorizing the content that's in say the post that we're sharing. Um, so I'll use an example. So earlier today, I posted my weekly bite-sized social media news. So using something like hashtag social media news would make sense. So really stick with the hashtags that are gonna allow you to categorize the content that you're sharing. So hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, feel free to send me a comment. Um, don't go using your 
you know, I guess unique hashtags. <laughs> They're probably not going to help people find out about you. So really think about how people are searching for information. So definitely there's a big push now on the social media side for more of a search engine optimization perspective, which was maybe not there before um, in the before days. Next question, accounts with 10,000 followers, oh, my favorite number, who only get a handful of likes, are they likely bought followers? So yes and no. There's still this like, I need to hit 10,000 followers um, perspective, which I don't really get. And, you know, even a few days ago, I saw someone talk about, you know, the use of engagement pods as a way to increase um, your visibility and your growth. Please don't do that. Um, that is not a good tactic. But not all 10,000 plus accounts will have bought their followers. There's some really good examples of people and businesses that I know that have really worked hard um, to build organically and to really create the community that they want. In my area, um, there's a fitness trainer, Rena Parrick, who she has done an amazing job at growing her organic community. Um, hey, Danielle, nice to see you. So she did not buy her community. She grew organically. She put in the work. She built um, consistently. She's offered value with her content. Um, so someone like that is has not bought their followers. Other accounts, you know, whose goal is to reach the 10,000 mark, yeah, they, they might have bought their followers. You know, I've seen examples of overnight people growing by thousands. Um, and if you're not Kim Kardashian, you probably haven't created such a viral post to make thousands of people follow you overnight. So those ones I'm a little bit more suspicious of. But at the end of the day, I think it's just what I would say to the person that asked this question is not really worrying about the numbers. They're vanity metrics. What you should be worried about is the content that you're putting out, the value that you're providing, and kind of just ignoring those ones that get the likes. If you're in the business of, you know, trying to find influencers to work with, and they're in the 10,000 K plus category, and they are only getting a handful of likes, probably they're not an influencer that you want to work with. Um, they're probably not where you're going to get the most bang for your buck, so to speak. Next question, where do I even start? This comes from a business owner who says she doesn't even know where to start. She's in the early days of her business. And so this is this is going to be a pretty simple and short and sweet answer. You've just got to start. Um, there's nothing fancy about it. And I think, you know, to be honest, starting from zero is kind of the most fun part because you can experiment, you can test things out, you can kind of figure out your style. I recently did a podcast with Rachel Kelly, who's the founder of Make Lemonade, and I actually asked her, how did she start? And she just started posting. She just started testing things out. And if you're in the Toronto area, you know that Make Lemonade has grown to a pretty amazing brand and business. Um, so if you're looking for tips around where to start, I would highly suggest listening to that podcast episode of, of mine. How much time and effort does it really entail if you want to be serious about social media for your business? Hmm. So this is a tricky one. So probably unlike a lot of other social media strategists, I don't believe that social media is the be all and end all in terms of your marketing strategy. 
I think we always have to really think about how is, where is our audience hanging out? How are they finding the information about us? And so, you know, social media is also borrowed ground. People are fickle. They might like a social media platform today. They might not like it tomorrow. There might be something else that looks pretty cool over there that they want to use. And so we really need to think about how to sort of build out a marketing strategy that maybe, yes, uses social media, but also is connected to our other marketing touch points like email and our website and all of that. So going back to the question in terms of time and effort, if you find that your audience is that is the best way to reach them, you know, you're probably going to want to spend <laughs> some good time on here, but it has to be purposeful. I think there, there's a lot of other social media strategists that talk about posting consistently. They've shared their schedules. To be honest, it's pretty overwhelming at times when I look at it. It's a lot of time that people are spending. And so what I would do is actually sit down and think about in an average week, how much time do you actually have to spend dedicating to your social media content planning and how much time do you actually have to spend engaging? And so it could even just be as simple as setting a timer for 20 minutes a day and using that time to purposefully engage with the accounts in the community that you're hoping to grow and that you have as well. And so really at the end of the day, the time and effort that you put into social media, it's up to you and what makes sense for your business and what your goals are as well. Is there a preferred mix of content types that we should be trying to produce? Reels, posts, stories per week. So I think that even though there's definitely been a push toward reels, we know video works really well, it's still important to use the other formats that exist, especially on Instagram. Instagram is going to like that. They like when you test things out. They like when you use their new functionality. And so I can, I can share from my own perspective, what I've seen on my account is that, you know, reels do fine, but they're not necessarily my best performing content. In fact, actually carousels, um, the more educational side of things, they do pretty well for me, as well as the memes and the humor side and stories. People really watch the stories these days. And so I think it's, it's variety is going to be key. Um, here it's not just sticking necessarily to one format, mixing things up, looking at your insights, actually seeing what works for your audience and what they're attracted to and do more of that. Um, and to be honest, it could change over time, right? Um, what works today might not work next month. So it's something that you all should be keeping an eye on. Related question, are reels still highly favored? <laughs> so yes and no, from my perspective, video does work. As I said, you know, real, reels are great at getting views, you know, some engagement, but they're not the be all and end all. And it really goes back to what I just said is that you actually have to think about what types of content attracts the community and the audience that you're trying to build the most rather than just putting your, all your eggs into one basket. Reels are, for me, I think about it as kind of like the, the fun element, the spur of the moment content that I'll share, a little bit of, you know, the cherry on the top kind of thing that maybe will make someone smile or laugh, but it's not where I see the most growth and engagement. Um, it might be different for you. Leave me a comment if it is. What's the quickest and most authentic way to expand your reach on social? So you need to be social. <laughs> it 
So I think one of the things, especially that I see in the female entrepreneurial world is that people tend to focus and fixate so much on the content that they're putting out that they kind of forget about the other side of the coin, which is actually engaging with the accounts that you want to attract to your business and into the information that you're putting out. So really, I don't think it's going to be the quickest way, but I think it's something that we should be spending more time on is actually allocating some time on a daily basis and doing purposeful engagement. Um, and that goes for even the businesses that outsource their social media. The accounts that I manage, I can't be you. I can't be the person behind the business. So really, you do still need to show up um, on your social and actually talk to the people and get to know the people that you would like to work with or have buy from you as well. And that's also a really great way to sort of get insights into maybe some some content angles that would work for them. What kind of problems are they having that you could actually share in your content that you have a solution to? And the last question that I received this month is, how the hell does everyone know how to make amazing and captivating videos? <laughs> if you've hung out with me for a while, you know that I don't believe in perfect content. It doesn't have to be perfect to, to go out into the universe. The person that asked this, I asked them to send me an example of a video that was amazing and captivating. I still need to see that just to really see what it is that they think is amazing. But I wouldn't get so hung up on, on video quality. People are a lot more forgiving, especially on social media where there's a trend toward the authenticity side of things is that just bring out your iPhone and start recording, test things out, experiment, try new things, and don't be critical of yourself because chances are the content that you film the most quickly or experiment is the ones that's going to perform the best. The content that you overthink and that you really like try to make amazing or captivating is probably the content that's not going to perform as well. Um, and so reels and TikToks and kind of, you know, those bite-sized short form videos, what really works is, is the authenticity and it's not, it's not high quality video. Phones are great these days. It does perform, um, give good quality. So don't, don't think that your videos aren't amazing because they probably would be if you made them. And then just before I close, one of the things I did forget to say in the last question is what's the quickest way to expand your reach? There, there is no quick wins in social media, um, especially if you want to do it right. And organic social media content growth takes time these days. It's not like it's going to happen overnight as maybe it happened years ago. So really eliminate that word from your vocabulary. Just enjoy the journey, enjoy the work ride, and don't worry about quickly growing or getting to a point. Because as I often say, say you even only had 10 followers and those 10 people bought, say, your high ticket item, it would probably make you pretty excited. So I'm going to leave that with you. Don't think about quick wins. Don't think about quick growth because that tends to sort of get you into murky ground. So that is it for my monthly q and I'll be back next month. If you have a question, I would love to know it. Always happy to chat in my DMs as well. And hopefully this was helpful. Bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Perfectly Imperfect Social Podcast. If you like what you've heard, I'd love for you to leave me a review or to subscribe so you can make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes. And I'd love to continue the conversation over on Instagram at Kirsten Jordan Digital. Until next time, keep being perfectly imperfect.